one of one out of two, 50% shot that they'll uh, win the four-pack of movie passes. So you've got good odds. Calling in at 855-340-ZONE. Put your name in the hat by sharing a question, comment, or story with us. 855-340-ZONE. If you uh, have a car question or a comment on anything, we'd love to hear it. Or you can call in and tell us what you're wanting and what you're giving away this holiday season. Uh, We'll reset the Share the Love event here in a a minute, Jeff. But along the lines of the gift giving and receiving, or yeah, uh, I wanted to share this list from Mashable. The, The headline is Gifts to Make a Dumb Car as Smart as a Tesla. Which we can agree, the Tesla technology is... Pretty cool. It's really cool. So here, here's a few things. Number one they have here is called the Owl Cam security camera. If your car doesn't update with Sentry, excuse me, with Sentry mode like on Tesla vehicles, buy some security. Owl Cam record records everything happening around your car, and if something goes wrong, it can send footage to your phone and alert emergency services while it all goes down. It's just this little camera. It's a little tiny thing that sits in the middle of your dashboard. Pretty cool. Guess what it goes for? What? $349 on Amazon. Wow. That's expensive. It's really expensive. Number two, the Cobra Road Scout dash cam and radar detection. So you've got this little one from Owl Cam. Then you graduate to this thing that looks like field binoculars that they use in the military. <laughs> uh, it actually, You know what? It, it, it actually looks like eyesight cameras. In, from the Subaru. What's it called? It's called Cobra Road Scout Dash Cam and Radar Detection. It looks like binoculars. It's got two little uh, holes and then a big hole in the middle that de- that detects the radar. Oh, yeah, there they go. Uh, it's like Waze on steroids, they say. The Cobra Road Scout Elite came out this summer to keep you aware of everything happening on the road. The radar and laser detector alerts drivers to red light and speeding cameras. The dash cam records video, tracks your speed and locations, and automatically starts recording if you happen to get into a crash. My question there is, starts recording after you've been in the crash? Nope. I need Means that it's to, recording all the time. Yeah, I need that to happen before the crash. That's what, it, what generally they okay. do is they're constantly... We've been, I've been trying to fight Subaru on this, and I, I suggested it to Subaru a year or two ago, and so if you're interested, they can actually ever pull it off, is Subaru's recording this in front of the car at all times. That's what iSight is. Mm-hmm. iSight's two literal cameras. It, it literally has a video feed from it. They should integrate into the system a dash cam. Yeah. If you've uh, got that with a fi- cloud subscription or right, something. Yeah, yeah, you got that thing. It's automatically recording you all the time, and it will record any time the car is on. It has the thing going, and it has a cloud subscription that uploads, and or maybe it doesn't even have to even upload. Maybe you just put in a, a, disc a, a memory drive on. that's automatically writing in the memory card. Writes, overwrites itself. It overwrites and, yeah. itself every... 10 days. That's what my security cameras do. But yeah. it'd be such an easier fix. I mean, that'd be a really easy thing to do, I think. It would. And then probably insurance uh, companies would give you a break on your premium. They probably wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But they should, because then that helps you determine who was at fault in in the in the uh, accident anyway. All right, we've got more on the list we'll get back to here in a moment. But phone calls at 855-340-ZONE, 855-340-ZONE. Cam is on the line. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for calling. Uh, I've been out of town for a few weeks, but uh, I guess you guys have talked about the Ford versus Ferrari movie. Yeah, certainly. Uh, a while back, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I just went and saw it. It's a great movie. Uh, 
Nope, you still there? Hello. Yeah, we got you. You went and saw it? Uh, no. <laughs> I was calling in with a question about my Dodge Ram, actually. Oh, is this Cam? No. Oh, no, we lost I just Cam. Called in. Oh. Nope, it's, this is Harley. Oh, Harley. We lost Cam. Yep. We'll talk about, we uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about Ford versus Ferrari here in a minute, but Harley, you go ahead. What's your question? I have a, a, a 2015 Dodge Ram uh, 2500. It's the diesel. It only has, uh, Less than 60,000 miles on it. I'm the only owner. I bought it brand new. And I have this issue where when I turn on the heater, I can I smell exhaust real strong. And it's it's not all the time. It, it comes and goes. But when it hits, it's, it's like a punch in the face. And I, I've talked to the people in the firm um, about it. And, you know, they initially think that I'm just sucking up. Uh, residual exhaust from maybe the traffic or whatever, but it's like, no, I've owned many trucks. I'm telling you, this is an issue. I also thought maybe there was an exhaust leak on an engine bay that would let it, you know, get into the compartment and suck it up at night, but I'm not even hearing a click or anything that would say there's an engine, you know, a manifold leak or something. I don't know. It's just, it's an ongoing problem. It seems to be worse, and I just don't. Nobody seems to know anything about it, or even so. They kind of think I'm crazy when I bring it up. So I ran a little. I ran a quick search on 2015 Dodge Ram exhaust smells. Yeah, and there. I don't know if it affects your car, but it might be worth calling the retail because there's actually a cabin exhaust fume recall on 2014-15 Eco Diesels. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So you might, might want to. So yeah. go. So go. If you have your VIN number, when you get a chance, go to safercar.gov, put your VIN number in, and see if there's a recall on that car. SaferCar.gov. Yeah, go to SaferCar.gov. It's a little big thing flashing your face saying re- check for recalls. Put your VIN number in. And it'll tell you if there's an open recall. And if there isn't, odds are the Dodge dealer has a, a technical service bulletin or something like that where they know of something. What? Yeah, because I've had it in that in their uh, Dodge dealership, you know, where I bought it from. And uh, they found a, an issue with the turbo. I, I, don't, I don't even uh, know exactly what was going on. They were saying it wasn't a good try, blah, blah, blah. At any rate, they, they replaced that, and he told me that he's pretty sure that that was the reason why. And it's like, no, I've, it's, it's occurring again. And the problem is is it, I don't have the heater on, obviously, in the summertime, so I kind of forget about it. And then yeah. come wintertime, it hits me again. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I would check <laughs> yeah. that because uh, they say the fix on this one was a new exhaust coupling. So like the mm-hmm. links on the exhaust were that were leaking. So I would I would well, check cool. the check the recall thing, and if you don't get that, call one down to a Dodge dealer. They probably know something. Great. All right. Well, I'll. Uh, and generally, if it's that. stuff like that, you don't have to pay for it, which is even better. Yeah. And then when you uh, when you get it figured out, call us back and let us know. I'll be curious to see what the, what happens with that, because there might be yeah, others yeah, out there having the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder because it's. Uh, it's weird, you know, like I said, most people, when I bring it up to them, they kind of look at me like I'm crazy or, you know, don't really know what I'm talking about. But it's happening. It's an issue. It's not residual exhaust in traffic. It's, there's something happening. It's mm. weird. I don't know. Well, good but, luck, Harley. Anyway, thank, Appreciate right, it. Thank you for your advice. Thanks. Yeah, you got it. Uh, I, I also, I mean, I'm not even close to being a mechanic here, Jeff, but the catalytic converter is supposed to take care of that a little bit but maybe they ought to check that out uh so i hope to hope harley gets back to us let's just know if there is an open recall on that 
that's going to be important uh, information for everyone else to know. 855-340-ZONE. Chandler is up next on the show. Good morning, Chandler. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? We're fine. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you guys. Um, So just heard you're wanting to know what kind of what people are wanting to give away. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Me and my wife have started this uh, Spread the Warmth um, service project, and we're collecting um, socks and hand warmers to go pass out to the homeless and the needy next week from Monday. Oh. Um, So if anybody would like to donate, we've got drop-off boxes at the sports mall there in Murray, um, Harmon's Grocery Store on 7th East and about 80th South, and Wasatch Recovery on 8420 Wasatch Boulevard. So if anybody can donate some socks, that'd be fantastic. So uh, obviously you want new socks uh, for this donation. That would be be better. Adults, kids, men, women. um, And yeah, that would be great. Perfect. Uh, Say say those locations uh, once again. They can go donate those at. Yeah, um, we've got the Sports Mall um, there on 9th East in in Murray, about 54 South. Mm -hmm. Um, Harmon's Grocery Store um, on 7th East and about um, 79th South, and then Wasatch Recovery on 8420 South Wasatch Boulevard. Wow. Uh, thank you, Chandler, for doing that. That's great, and thanks for calling in and spreading the idea there. Hopefully people are Perfect. always looking thanks, for guys. that stuff. Thank you, Chandler. Uh, that That's good. That's awesome. I'm glad people are doing stuff like that, Jeff. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Cam is back with us to talk again about Ford v. Ferrari. You went and saw that movie, Cam? Yeah, uh, the, what I wanted to say was the uh, the Larry Miller uh, Museum uh, had the uh, actual Ford that was in that movie. Well, the actual Ford that the movie was made about. Uh, they purchased that, and it's in their museum. And uh, the uh, Mary, uh, the Miller family, yeah, has just an extensive collection of, of Shelby's cars like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and. It's really cool that they can preserve the uh, the history like that. For sure, we did for the, everybody uh, to see. We did the uh, the episode of uh, the Movie Zone live at Megaplex at the District, next to ten feet away from the actual car. The not that they used in the movie, but that the movie is about that was used in the real life race that, like you mentioned, the Miller family owns. That it was incredible to be right there next to a piece of literal auto industry history. Right there in front of you. It's crazy. Uh, I was really surprised what the value of that was said to be. Uh, they're talking, uh, what, let's see, seven, eight figures. Oh. Uh, up in the over $10 million Wow. It's unbelievable. In value. Wow. So, so thanks thanks to the Miller family. Yep, for sharing that. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, that is a great Have you seen the movie, Jeff? I have not yet. I need to go see that you'll, movie. You'll really like the movie. It's a great, great movie. Uh, it might be. Is it out of out of theaters yet? It's in theaters. Yeah. Is it, can you get it anywhere other than the theaters? Uh you could probably buy it on demand at this point, maybe. But you'd have to buy it. I don't think there's going to be a free one. Free one. I mean, it's still in theater. It's on Prime. It is on Prime. Yeah, I think it's on Prime. But you got to buy it. It's not. Well, it's not one of like the free Prime. I don't think it would be because it's still in the theaters. But but I'm sure it is one of those movies that you want to see in the theater. With the sound yeah. and the the big picture, and I got my phone here. Let me see if I can get it on Prime. <laughs> you want to <laughs> see it in the theater, Jeff? You want to see it in the theater? 
Okay. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. I, uh, I, who, who do we have here on the line? <laughs> Clay. Clay, thanks for cool. calling in, man. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so I got something weird going on with my car. It's a 97 Acura CL. So the question I have is my battery is showing that it's fully charged whenever I hook it up, but the only way to start my car is if I jump it. So I'm trying to figure out what I got going on. So when you hook the battery up to like a charger, yeah. it says you're and charged? I, I, uh-huh. Yep, it says I'm fully charged. Okay. But whenever I turn the key, it's still... Oh, we lose him. Lose Clay there. Clay's gone. Uh, I wonder, I was going to ask him what if there's a sound... At yeah, all. If it's clicking at all, or because it could be alternator. Yeah, that's could what be... I was thinking like more towards alternator what it's doing. But yeah. 97's a long time to have a car. What if the battery's from 97? That's another good <laughs> point because when it's on, the battery might show fully charged when that liquid inside the battery actually doesn't truly exist. Totally. So, a couple things to check there. Maybe buy a new battery. Yeah. And see if that'll fix it. If not, return the battery. They'll 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 pro- I think they'll take it back. With your receipt, so I'll see if that does it. And but then you can also go into any like uh, auto checker or whatever. So Clay, thanks for calling back. We were wondering, does your when you turn the key, is there any kind of sound? Yeah, it's clicking. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's clicking. But the only way to start the car is if I actually get a jump. Have you someone else? So. Have you tried a different battery yet? I have not yet. Okay. Because we were talking... Uh, I went through and I cleaned the connectors and everything. Sure. And is the battery from 97? <laughs> no. Okay. How no. old's the battery? So the battery is about two years old. All right. So it shouldn't be time necessarily right. no, it shouldn't for be a new bad. battery. Um, the fact that it shows charged is interesting. That makes me think it's not the battery. It's probably an alternator or something secondary from the, the system there. But uh, okay. you can go into any... Is your check engine light on at all? No, it's not. Okay. Well, you can go into any of your checker auto places, uh, your auto zones, your checker, O'Reilly's, whatever, and have them read, uh, read uh, uh, your system. And they'll check... The, they have the, this little thing they'll put on the alternator, make sure the alternator is giving the right reading. They can check the battery for you there. But uh, other than that, that would be my... I would, I would look at the alternator next. And then okay. And then if that doesn't do it, man, <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. That's the extent of my knowledge on that. But they'd be able to help you out. Just do a, a clunker trade in. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's always an option. How many miles <laughs> are on a '97 Acura CL? I got uh, two ten. Well, that's not too bad. That's not bad at all. Actually. Twenty to twenty-one years yeah. old. Wow. All right, Clay. Good luck, yeah. buddy. Hopefully, it's nothing Thank big. Thank you. Yeah, alternators aren't too expensive. <laughs> Not too bad. A couple hours in the shop. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. From Clay to Dallin. Good morning. Hi. Um, I've had an experience over the past few years with car dealerships, and I'm just wondering uh, if, if you could maybe comment. So several years ago, Dodge came out with their big Hellcat uh, car, and uh, I got excited about it, went in to buy it, and all the dealerships wanted a $10,000 premium on it. <laughs> I said, I said, oh, I'm not doing that. So then a few years later, uh, same thing happened with the Jeep uh, Trackhawk 
they put the Hellcat engine in that four by four. I thought, oh wow, that would be a really cool vehicle. Same thing. They wanted a ten thousand dollar premium. So uh, I didn't buy that either. And then this year, um, you know, with the release of the new Corvette C8, mm-hmm. I uh, thought, wow, I would really like one of those. So I went in to order one of those, and well, same exact thing. Hmm. Um, but I was able to go to California and order a C8, and they didn't charge the premium. And the car will be here like eight months sooner than the dealership in Utah could get it for me. Nice. And um, I'm just kind of wondering, how, how does that all work from the manufacturer to the dealer? Can the dealer mark it up as much as they want and tell the customer tough, even though the, dealer's at, or the uh, manufacturer is advertising a different price on the website? How does that all work? Good question, Dallin. 100%. So if you look at the window sticker on a, any new vehicle, it says manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's why it's MSRP. The, the S and the MSRP is suggested. So a, man, a retailer has the opportunity to sell a vehicle for whatever they can sell it for. Whatever markup whatever they want. Whatever markup they want. And it goes dealer to dealer. Mark Miller Auto Group, since I've been alive, so, I mean, I'm 39 years old. Mm-hmm. For, we have had a policy in place that we will not mark up vehicles. We do not sell a car above MSRP. We don't care what it is. So the new Supra that's out, we did it that way. And it's always been our policy. Just It's part of our culture and who we are, but not every manufacturer is like that, or not every retailer is like that. Yeah, so with that, um, I, I appreciate that. That's really great. Um, what, why can't people just buy the car straight from the manufacturer? What, yeah. what makes it so I can't just you know, get online with... Uh, the manufacturer and say, "Hey, I want to order this car and uh, and ship it in." I uh, it's always kind of been a big question in my mind. I don't understand why there has to be the process of the dealer who doesn't have to abide by the manufacturer's suggested price. Mm. And one thing about it, from it's a rare. It's I mean, it's less than point zero one percent of all auto sales that are sold above MSRP. Just to give you a perspective, it's usually so it's, these special yeah, vehicles it such like a, it's, it's such a small in. number on it. The reason you can't buy from a manufacturer direct is because of franchise laws. So every state has franchise laws that require manufacturers to sell vehicles through franchises. There's plenty of benefits to it, but like I said, in instances like yours, there are some negatives to the franchise law. The franchise law yeah. really is there to protect consumers. I know you're you're hearing this from an auto dealer, so you can take it however you want it. <laughs> but the idea of it is is that. There are companies that have come into this country and sold vehicles and gone away and left left customers holding the bag. Look yeah. at Daewoo. Oh, Daewoo. Oh my Everyone gosh. who owned a Daewoo lost five grand, minimum. Because they, all of a sudden, so, they went out of market. There was no one to service the car, no one to take the car back. There was no repercussion. Yeah. So what happens is it puts someone out there. Look at Saturn. So Saturn goes away, and now there's still a dealer network that can service those vehicles. Mm-hmm. Whereas if there was no dealer network, all of a sudden there'd be no parts, there'd be nothing. Yeah. So there's definitely some benefit there. The markup thing's an interesting question because there is an argument from the retailer side. So from the retailer side, if you look at a car and that's C8 Corvette, right? That they're putting yeah. upwards of ten, I've seen upwards of twenty thousand dollars in markup on that car. Mm. Jeez. If that's the market for the car and a retailer sells that car to a customer at sticker. They can turn around and sell that car for five or ten grand more and make a profit. Correct? Right. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's the argument. So one thing we did, which is an interesting idea, and it was one of my sales guys' idea, because we just had the new STI S209. 
Which there were only 209 made. There were 209 made in the entire country. And essentially, they distributed, Subaru being Subaru, distributed it to the dealers with the best customer service scores. So the be- their best dealers is they, who they gave them to. And we got one of them at each of our store. And one of my salesmen had the great idea. It's like, I know we don't mark up cars, but most retailers are putting ten dollars or $15,000 markups on these things. So what we did is we required the two people that bought the car from us to make a $5,000 donation to charity. Instead of uh, marking up and getting f- yeah. profit there, yeah. So, the, so two charities got five grand for the car, which we thought was a cool idea. That's great. That's a wonderful idea. Uh, I understand your frustration, though, Dallin. Totally. When, when you've got the money and you want to buy a car and you have to go through the the game that, unfortunately, the industry often plays. I wish that uh, Mark Miller Subaru sold a Corvette C8 <laughs> so you could get one from them and not on a market. You know, that, the, the funny thing is, is I guess the volume of sales here in Utah is so low that the orders in Utah are booked out to 2022. Oh yeah. But if you go out if you go out of state to Texas or California, you can get one this spring. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, it all depends on how many they're going to put out there. I mean, we we see it every once in a while with a rare car like the 209 or I mean, but usually it's STIs in the Subaru world that we get there. But Super, Toyota had it in the Super world. Yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, the, the Toyota Supras when they came out, they were definitely marking those up all over the country and we've sold every one of ours in MSRP and and trust me, from a retailer standpoint, selling the car at MSRP, we still do we still do all right. <laughs> it's not yeah. for a car that expensive. Yeah. Like even a Corvette at right. MSRP's probably got ten grand in profit. You, in it. you need to you need to like right. you need to have a, a, a taste in cars along the lines of a Gremlin, uh, uh, Dallin. <laughs> Uh, and no one will mark up that. You're, you're into Corvettes and uh, and specialties, and I, I don't I don't dislike yeah. your taste. Get you a nice but. Accord, Camry, or Legacy, and we can get you a car under sticker for you. Okay, yeah. I get you a two door Civic by by noon today if you like. I don't know. You know, if you if you can put 700 horsepower in one, we'll talk. <laughs> Thank you, Dallin. You Appreciate can. It won't last very long, man. <laughs> that's right. All right, buddy. Good luck with that. That is that's frustrating. It the is. Guy's frustrating. got money, wants to buy a car, and has to go through the deal. And I mean, you look at it, it's, it's we're in a capitalistic market-based environment. And the market's the market for it. I mean, look at the used car stuff. I mean, some of the used car market stuff is just playing crazy right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, go out there and try and, I don't really like the car, but go out there and try and buy an FJ Cruiser used. It's crazy. How much it is. And- we sold one the other day on our lot, like a month or two ago, a 2014 FJ Cruiser with 60,000 miles on it. For over thirty grand, what? The car was like thirty-seven, thirty-eight new. It's just it's they've hit that market. There's none of them out there. People want them, and the market says it. God. Market dictates pricing. We don't use we don't use books anymore. Like in our store, in our stores, we don't use NADA guidebook, Kelly Blue Book guidebook. Hmm. We we have such great data on the market. All of our pricing, all of our trading is based off market price. Like you might come in, and we might give you 120 percent of book value on something, because we know the market's 130. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. And so everything's market-based price now, and so you see some crazy swings. Eight five five three four zero zone. Todd has been waiting. Hi, Todd. How you doing? Good. Uh, I just really enjoy your show, and I just wanted to thank you for taking my call. Oh, thanks, Todd. I was listening um, about the gentleman with the. The car that the battery problem or starter problem or alternator problem. <laughs> yeah, clay. But yeah. A, a lot of times, um, the sales 
go bad and you don't have the cranking amps that you should have. And so when he charges it, it maybe that's why it's running the starting the car off the other one. Because, you know, just, because when just you got wanted the, to call in and when you have it hooked up to the jump box it's going through the cells and doesn't really matter right so it doesn't really matter if the battery is yeah. full it just doesn't have the tr- yeah, that's that's, a, that's yeah. probably a good so, idea yeah, our, our first best bet was to replace the battery yeah yeah but two years but old a, two years old the, the, they should have enough in that cell still but you never know so. you never should, know but yeah. you might have a bad plate or something so. yeah. all right thank you for the okay. suggestion well, thank Todd. you yeah appreciate it uh that's a you know that is a good point because i once but but the and when i share this this battery was close to six eight I'm closer to eight years old at this point where uh it would it was it looked fine but it was dry so when it was hooked up to something it was fine you pour a little water in there see how long that lasts and then you know it's out of acid it's out of juice and you gotta get a new battery but anyway it's a it's not a bad idea not a bad thing to check todd 855-340-ZONE we'll come back on the other side final segment of the show finish our list of gifts to make your dumb car smart and also talk about the top award award that's coming subaru outback's way hopefully we'll talk about it next here on utah car sense We're fixing the Utah Jazz here during the break. That's what we're doing. I, f- I feel like we've solved all their problems. It's done. Get, get Justin. Come on, come on up. Like we can Get him over here on the show. We'll- Justin and Dennis. Yeah. Dennis has my number. Give me a call. Yeah, give us a call. We got it all figured I'll out. Hand the phone to Jeff. We Jeff will tell you what out. to do. Yeah. We, got all the mo- we got all the moves. 855-340-ZONE. Uh, I got some time. I got some time. I can come over and help <laughs> You're out. not too busy right now. 855-340-ZONE. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Utah Cars is presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Should we finish this list of ways to uh, make your dumb car smart? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so we talked about the camera for the by Alcam. We talked about the radar detector. How about a Cub blind spot detection? It's a gear. It's geared for recreation vehicles, but the radar system can help for any towable vehicles or trailers. Attach all the parts and get a warning in the driver's seat when someone's in your blind spot. Super helpful when the side mirrors don't catch them. It's just these little things you attach. Yeah. Sends radar. That's cool. It's only nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Whoa! <laughs> really? What a joke. Uh, there's a whoa. <laughs> I can see maybe I kind of an RV, but most RVs have all that stuff, yeah, right? Like the new ones, like they, but yeah, unless you're buying way used, way old. Yeah, like a new RV is going to have all that. Yeah, blind spot trailers. They've got stuff. all those cameras, the stereo cameras. That's and, a lot of money. Yep. <laughs> uh, how about an on-demand technician from your mechanic? Uh, you can feel special with car repair services brought to you. Your mechanic is available in 3,000 cities, and mechanics come to you instead of you taking your car to the shop. Mechanics cover 600 services like oil changes, brake inspections, tire repairs. They'll even come by on nights and weekends. Of course, the uh, you have to pay a subscription fee, and then you have to pay for the repairs and the time and the labor and all that as well. I don't know why this would be... Of interest to anybody. How often are you really getting your car fixed that you want to pay a monthly subscription? 
we've run into this issue too, because so, we've looked at trying to do this. Oh, really? H- home, not subscription stuff. But yeah, like yeah. Doing home fixes and we're like right. especially mobile, for mobile, mobile service, yeah. mobile return was essentially what this is. And one issue I've been trying to figure out a way around. I haven't gotten a good legal argument on it. Is if I was a business owner or a property owner, I wouldn't let someone do service work in my parking lot. Absolutely not. Like mm-hmm. the liability of that. Mm-hmm. Like to have a technician going under a car or trying because do an oil change, you have to go under the car. Yep. Like in the middle of a parking lot and someone's work or re- t- repairing a tire, you got to jack that car up and yeah, on and like, on. Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah. that's that's one of our biggest worries we've had on doing that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, I can get a guy replace an airbag in someone's parking lot, but maybe in someone's driveway, I don't care as much because then you got a sign off. You can sign off with the owner of the property. And, that's what worries me on that. Yeah, but it's just me. Uh, but the, but you also have. I think something makes like this makes more sense, like the direct service, where you can pay an extra fee to have your car picked up, brought to the shop, fixed, and then brought back to you. And I'll tell you one other thing: is we spend a lot of money on special tools that are inside our shops that help us do our job every day. Yeah, like that someone, you can't bring mobily to everywhere you want to go. Someone just told me about uh, the calibration machine. Well, Is it the calibration that you bought at uh, Midtown? Oh, the, the tire like the, the tire, tire check, balancing, the t- yeah. The tire check or a new tire machine, probably Josh Wow. Tried. That yeah, and like the new, number he told me of what it costs? Yeah, a new tire machine is tens of thousands of dollars. Unbelievable. But it's worth it to you to but have it there. Because it, we can do the job properly. But where you can't have that is anywhere but in that shop. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to replace someone's tires on in someone's parking lot. Yeah. Like you need the machines, you need the equipment. <laughs> How about this next uh, device? It's a suction cup that you can put on the top of your car on the side of the window, the back window, and it displays an LED screen of an emoji that you choose to send a message to your fellow drivers. So let's say <laughs> you uh, you have a, a problem with someone on the road. You can then, when you get up to the stoplight, hit a button and send them an emoji message <laughs> off the top of your car. That's fun. I don't know. There are several very suggestive emojis. Right. I don't know that this is really needed or will help towards our striving uh, for world peace. But yeah, for $79 on Indiegogo, you can have an emoji display on top of your car. Uh, Number six, iLights heads-up display. These are awesome. These are really cool. This is a a, a little tablet-like thing that you put on your dashboard, and it brings your infotainment, your your phone screen, what your your dashboard lights and all that and displays it on the windshield so that you're constantly looking forward. You're not looking down at the radio, you're not looking anywhere but at the road ahead of you. You, you know what I'm talking about with the mm-hmm. heads up display. That's becoming more and more common. Uh, but that's something you can add for 199 bucks. An all-in-one car system called Raven. Uh, it's the, it's, Raven is one of these connected car systems. So you say, hey, Raven, do, turn on 97.5 of the zone. Boom. Your radio turns on 97.5 of the zone. It's like a, it's like an echo for your car. So there you go. Some gadgets that can make your dumb car as smart as a, quote, Tesla this holiday season. Not inexpensive gift ideas, but what would you do if someone cut you off on the freeway and so I then, just looked at the mobile mechanic thing. I was just curious. So I started uh, looking at this real quick. But uh-huh. so like, 
the pricing, I mean, you're talking $67 oil change, so about what we charge for an oil change for synthetic oil change on 16 outback. But you put an air filter in there, like that we charge like 29 bucks for, and adds like $60 for it. For an air filter? <laughs> yeah. Because the guy has to bring it out there with him? Because the labor's $35 on it. Yeah. That's a lot of labor to open an air filter container, pull one out, and set it. We don't even charge labor on an air filter. I don't think because you can't. I don't like, think you have to you... even train anyone how to do yeah, that. We charge <laughs> for the part. We charge for the part, but we don't... right. How do you how do you calculate eight seconds into someone's labor pay? I don't know. Yeah, that's a crazy one too. Like, I can't imagine like t- asking someone to rotate tires on a car in the middle of someone's parking lot. That's what I'm talking. Yeah, I don't. How are you going to do that? Do you have a, a, a mobile hydro- hydraulic lift? That you just you got to lift the whole car, right? The whole thing has to go up. So they have to get one... under the car, lift that up, take the tires off, rotate them onto the different places. Yeah, how are you gonna like? How are you gonna mobily rotate car- tires? You, you can't. I guess you do it one at a time, two at a time, with a regular floor jack. Floor but jack. That's... You have to do two sides of the car because you got yeah, go, I know. You got front to back. So you got to have right. two floor jacks, four floor jacks, right there in someone's parking lot or driveway. I don't like that at all. I don't like that plan. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, but what if you rolled up uh, to a stoplight and someone gave you the uh, number one salute emoji off the top of their car? Would that make you smile? Would that dissolve the situation? I don't or? like these guys lying, too. So they say, oh, 16 out back. <laughs> you don't want to play little, the game, dude. Yeah, this is in Salt Lake, though. <laughs> okay. I'm not playing that game. I'm playing this game. <laughs> They've got here for just a regular synthetic <laughs> oil change. Your total price, $81.77, is their charge. Okay. Plus, you're going to have to pay tax and license, right? Mm-hmm. I th- we, our charge is 69 bucks, 70 bucks. They have on here dealer price, 146 I don't know of a dealer on this planet that charges $146 for a synthetic oil change. Wow. Shop price, $140. Like, who are, like what shops are these people going to? That must be like on Rodeo Drive. I don't, I don't know where you would. One hundred and forty dollars for an oil change, man. I, that better come with airfare to Hawaii or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's that made that's, with unicorn blood. <laughs> they put in the high, the high synthetic like unicorn they have blood oil. Mechanics in Salt Lake. So have fun with that, everybody. Yeah. So you're a mechanic. You're, cause you're, it's because you're not paying the big overhead of the shop. You're right. paying the overhead of them driving around all day long. You don't need a fancy shop to bring your car in with TVs and free drinks. We'll save you $8 on that. No. no Come that, on now. That's funny. Uh, we talked about Cadillac bringing uh, back real model names in 2022. But how about the Subaru Outback being nominated for a top award? Jeff Miller, did you hear about this? What was it? Uh, the best car to buy, 2020, Subaru Outback nominated for that. I don't know what the other nominations are. Let's see. The 2020 Subaru Outback, uh, 2020 nominee for best car to buy. Uh, it says uh, it'll go through any field, stream, trail, or two-track to tell you that it's a crossover. The car's loyal devotees will go just about as far to tell you it's the wagon versatility that makes it the best kind of crossover if they admit it's a crossover at all. The tall riding whatchamacallit is new for 2020, and it's one of the best Subarus made since the idea was new in the 90s, and Crocodile Dundee was too. It looks like the old Outback, which isn't a bad thing. It looks like a cross trainer ready to hike. Its roof is just begging for soft-sided bags, a cargo box, and some stickers. Inside, the Outback finds newer moves that send it straight up town. The headline here is the 11.6-inch vertically-oriented touchscreen on premium and higher models. So there you go. 2020 Outback 
nominated for the best car to buy. That's what cool. is what's your favorite part of the change to the to the new Outback? The new interior is just gorgeous, I and mean, they've done a great job with the interior. And it just drives so much better than the previous one. I actually had one of our sales guys who I mean, he does test drive, but I mean, just doing test drives and riding drives and stuff, you don't really get a feel for a car until yeah. you drive it every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just traded his car in and bought a new loaded turbo Outback Limited. So, like a fully loaded Outback, the four cylinder turbo, like top of the line. And he came back to me this week. He's like, Jeff, I got to tell you, that is the best Outback they have ever made. Mm. And it just, it's how it drives smoothness, the quality of that engine, the power it's got, quiet. It's just, it's, a, it's just a very, very well made car. And the, the new safety features that have been put oh in gosh. there and, and, and on and on. Your, your Onyx Edition is what, $36,000? Mm-hmm. For the for the very top of the line, the, the very best, line. you can get it. You can get an Outback over forty if you really oh, okay. spike up the turbo and limited and leather and all that stuff. You can get over forty in an Outback for but, sure. I, I love the Onyx edition with the the different uh, upholstery in there. That isn't it. Isn't that the one where yeah, they can get wet and StarTex? Yeah. That's what it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's new. It's built for off road anything like that. They're trying to prep into what, when we're going to get those new Wilderness editions in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I love it. So the twenty twenty Outback. Nominated for best car to buy in 2020. 855 340 zone. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk with Dan. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I had a question. I have a Toyota Tundra 2019. And uh, on the air vent, no matter where you put the setting, it still blows out the dash vent. Oh. If you put it on the floor, it blows out the dash vents. And the floor. Okay. Um, and I'm wondering what I should do because it sounds like maybe that's a common issue with them because I went to a dealership or a used car place and they let me get in and, and try it and it did the same thing. So Okay. And I've been on I've been online and, and people are saying the same thing about it. They can't get it to switch off. So, of the dash. So I yeah. had this issue in a car I used to own. Uh, it wasn't a Toyota. It wasn't a truck. It was a, a Honda Accord where no matter what mode I put the air into, it would only blow defrost. It would not change. It would, And what I eventually, and I went to several different people and they gave me all kinds of ideas, but eventually what it came down to was the actuator arm that lifts and turns the mode closes one little flap opens another turns it through the different vents that arm had failed and all i had to do was get a new uh uh, i don't even know what it's called the little clip that clips down underneath the the dashboard the 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 connector the electric connector all i had to do was get a new one of those and boom it started working again but wow. but that car okay. that car was about twenty years old before it did this. You're saying yours is twenty nineteen? Brand new. Yeah. Six thousand miles on when, it. when you switch the modes, do you hear anything grinding or trying to switch in the dashboard? No. Hmm. And you brought it you brought it to the service department before and asked them? Not no, I I, I uh, actually haven't taken it to a Toyota place. Yeah, t- I mean it's under warranty. You're, you're under serv- you're under warranty on it. Bring it to a Toyota place and have them look at it because that doesn't sound right to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm sure. All right. I'm sure. If you, I'm sure if you even called down to our Toyota store downtown, just call Mark Miller Toyota and 
ask for a service advisor, they might have some input on it. And it sounds, okay. I mean, famous last words here, but it sounds like someone with experience in the in the Toyota game would be able to diagnose that pretty quickly and uh, a uh, fix for seems, it. Seems pretty common, at least online from what I've been reading. Yeah, common's good because you know, obviously <laughs> it means they should have a fix for it. But, Fixable. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good luck, Dan. All right. hey, Thank thanks, you. Appreciate guys. it. Have a good. You too. Yeah. Uh, the that that uh, I actually didn't go through with the with fixing. Yeah. Uh, the little vent because uh, the guy showed me with a new one said if you just replace this. It, but then he also said but you can also just go down with your finger and flip the little arm yourself. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't need it in any other mode so i'll just if i ever do need to switch i'll just go down and and (laughs) save me 80 bucks for the the fix but hey i'm cheap (laughs) i knew that i was getting rid of the car uh the next uh year anyway so that's fine i I had a cool experience this week that uh i won't use names on or anything like that but i had a you can give me a compliment go ahead no you always (laughs) get compliments austin best co-host ever (laughs) wait Um, why are you saying that means you don't uh, mean that I uh, had the pleasure. Had uh, we hosted a retailer from another state. Okay, came in. Our one of our super reps was asked if we could come in and bring them in and take them through our one price process. Really? Yeah, which was really fun because I remember it's like paying it forward because someone did it for me five or six years ago and take them through. I spent two or three hours with them yesterday, just walking through our store and explaining how we do things, and it was really fun. To it was really fun to start talking about it again because it's been five years since we put it in place and. To like get into like why we did it. Like I actually I pulled up the I was able to pull up the original PowerPoint that I presented to our sales staff in December of 2014 when we were thinking about doing it. And did you tell them about all the grumblings and mumblings you uh-huh. heard? I told all the grumblings and mumblings <laughs> and how they all love it now and they yeah. never all sell it another way. And it's really funny because there were a lot of stuff inside that PowerPoint that turned out to be dead true. Really? Mm-hmm. You're so, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's mm-hmm. exactly what we said was going to happen and it's exactly what's happened. Do you think this person will implement it? I absolutely do. Yeah, he's probably not going back and putting it in right now. Cool. Great. So they'll be interested to see how, they, how will they do with it. I want the industry completely flipped in that yeah, way. Yeah, totally. I think we all do. From top to bottom. Eight five five three four zero zone. Back out to the phone lines. John has called in. Good morning. Good morning. What can uh, we do I've for got you? a question on yeah. a ninety seven well, F three fifty Ford. I heard you guys earlier talk about the the price you go by. You know what they they go for, not so much a book price. Okay. And this uh, ninety seven ninety six that I've got it's only got eighty thousand original miles on it, and there's no rust on it. And I was just wondering what would be the ballpark figure if I was to put that up for sale. Interesting. This is fun. We haven't done one of these in a yeah. while. Mint condition. Online appraising. This is fun stuff. Okay, let's do this. So 20, what was the year on it? 2018? With the four-door cab, so four-wheel wait, drive. It's got what year is it? Model, Lariat. We're, we're losing you a bit. What year is the model on there, John? Uh, 96, oh, 1996 F-350. With 80,000 miles. 80,000 original miles on it. It's got the 7.3. It's an XL? Uh, XL? It's the XLT Lariat. Oh, Lariat, okay. Okay, let's see what we got. Let's see what we can pull out here. Crunching, right. crunching, crunching. There aren't going to be a lot of those in the market, so I have to go out pretty far. Hmm. So. How, how did you only drive 80,000 miles since 1996? I, I bought it off the original owner that just kept it in his garage. 
Oh, so you haven't had it since 1996. What's, what's the no. most? Okay. Is it the 7.3 in it? 7.3. Uh, it's got the four-speed with the overdrive. Because in the 90s, you know, the diesels had problems with those automatic transmissions. Right, correct. So there aren't a lot of them out there, to say the least. So there's, if you run 2,500 miles at... Let me go less. Let me see if I can go less than that. See if I can pick any of them up. Okay, so if you go within a thousand miles of here, there's only five of them in the market for sale, listed right now. Around those that, that mileage? No, not. Oh. There's one of them out and there. There's one of them out there with close miles to what you've got. It's got eighty thousand miles. It's in Minnesota. That's selling for ten thousand five hundred. Okay. There's another one out there with two hundred thousand miles selling for ten eleven thousand. What? They're all selling over ten grand. Well, that's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, this one has no uh, no rust There's on the body. Like it's got a little bit of surface rust on so the frame. You, but it's so just give you the, the raw data on it, which doesn't necessarily mean what it's worth, but the raw data on the car is it's 190,000 miles average odometer out there and 14,000 average market price. Wow. Oh. Okay. I mean, my guess well, is I, I mean, my guess is it's a somewhere between a ten and a twelve thousand dollar kind of car. Is what you could okay. probably you could probably get for it. What did you pay for it, John? If you want, if you want to share that, uh, five thousand. Wow, yeah. you've, I mean, you've done a good clean, investment. I mean, but I mean that's the thing is it's such a small sample size. It's it's all about finding the right guy looking for it. True, exactly. Like that's one that's all about finding that person. That he wouldn't get ten on a trade. No, you yeah. we're not going to get yeah. ten thousand yeah. on a trade. I mean, yeah. Give you an idea. Right, on, I give you an idea on trade value on it. Here, let me see what trade value is probably going to be about what he paid. This is what I'm guessing off the top of my head. but So it's an F350. You said it was a super cab? Yes, it's a super cab. And you don't want to keep it? I want to keep it. It's just, uh, it's more truck than I really need. Uh, You know? 350. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not out there working the ranch, I take it. No. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, lending value on it is about. Five or six grand. Okay, so about what John paid for it. Okay, yeah, is what the lending value on it. But those old trucks, those trucks, they they hold value. God, I wish I had bought it. And if I know it's more truck than I even I would want, but I mean, it's one of those things you can. You, I think you could sell it for that. It just might take a while. Yeah, and I've also got the uh, first gen Dodge that everybody wants the motor out of it. Yeah. They don't want to buy the truck; they just want, want the motor. The expensive motor, yeah, <laughs> Put for it in sure. Something else, yep, for sure. But All yeah, right. good luck. Let's know if you end up selling that thing. Yeah, let's know what you get for. Okay, well, hey, you guys keep up the good work on my Saturdays on our Saturdays. Oh, thank All you, right. John. Appreciate it. Have a good holiday season. Ja- Jeff, we had ten colors today. We did have ten colors. Let me write some numbers on them real quick. Okay. Uh, and uh, Bert Austin Facer is going to pick us a random number. Yeah, give me a couple seconds. Just in a second, between one and ten, you can count to ten, right? Uh, uh, sometimes. Okay. So I'll hold up ten fingers, and then you pick which one. That won't help uh, at all. Let's actually. go with five. <laughs> okay. So Jeff will randomly hit the hit the randomizer button. You got Todd, who called him with the battery problem. Oh, cool. Uh, he was the one who actually called to fix the battery problem. Yes, he called, yeah, Todd with, the called suggestion. With, the, with the suggestion. He, the Good Samaritan. Yep, yep. The Good Samaritan, Todd won. So if Todd's listening, you just need to call down to our Midtown store, say that you won the, won the movie tickets on the radio show, and they'll, they'll take care of you. Yep. Uh, Andrea asked me to let everyone that wins know. It, it, give them about a week after you have won, and then give them a call and head down and get your tickets. So yep. 
Todd, head down to Midtown in about a week. They'll have the tickets there. Jeff, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Anybody needs contact me, feel free to send me an email at jeffm at markmiller.com. But we'll see you next week. That's Jeff Miller for Austin Facer. I'm Austin Horton. See you next week on Utah Car Sense. 